Welcome to the Contractor Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Phillips. This show exists to help small business owners like you escape the tyranny of contractor prison and enter the bliss of contractor freedom so you can have the time, money, and freedom to live your life with purpose beyond your business. As a certified human behavior consultant in disc personality styles and motivators, I'll be sharing with you skills for life, love, leadership, and business. I'll also be connecting you with experts that can help you scale your business and your life. So if you want to build the business and life of your dreams, then you are in the right place. Let's go. Hello, contractors. I'm so glad you're with us today. I have someone very special here with me uh, in my office studio today with you, and I can't wait for you to meet him. We've got some great stuff we're going to talk about. I want to introduce you to, right now, Jason Hummerkaus from the great state of Indiana. Indiana. Hey, Jason, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me to Dallas. I'm honored that you're here. I'm glad you made the trek. Yeah, no, great flight and easy. Man, you guys, I, I love following you on social media. Good. And all cool. the great stuff, all the great stuff that you're doing, both at work and outside of work. Yeah, yeah. Man, tell everybody a little bit about who's Jason. Okay, you're, you're yeah. not me. Yeah. And tell us a little about yourself. We'll make that confusing. Try not to. So yeah, my wife and I, we have six kids, high school, all the way through college. We just had two graduate from college this year. And so that's a pretty big deal. And one's going to continue to go on to school. And then one's going to be starting her career as in the ministry, in essence, with Youth for Christ. So pretty excited about that. Started painting in middle school, studied for the ministry, actually worked at a couple different churches uh, in the late 1990s, early 2000s. Didn't know what to do after I resigned as a children's pastor at a church, ended up starting going back into painting. I'm like, if I don't know, I don't know what to do, Lord. And I began to pray, what do you want me to do? And ended up starting a painting company, just pulling out signs that from the high school days and started getting business and did that for a while. And then went to work for a contractor in the custom home business in uh, Indianapolis area in 2009, ended up leaving that company and starting heritage homes or heritage custom painting. The mother company is Heritage Homes and Restorations, but Heritage Custom Painting is what we're doing business as. In 2009, just continued to just work through the economy the best I could. Was on the job site, but then grew through in 2012, pulled myself off the job site. And in 2018, I began to see that I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. And I was understanding that I was the bottleneck. I was the problem in our company and I had to fix that bottleneck. And so In 2019, a friend of mine, Jason Finney, another Jason, we'll just add that to the confusion. Jason Finney and I, we connected at a local paint store and became good friends. And in May 1st of 2019, we we sat down at a local pizza joint called Pizza King. And uh, I have a joke that we say, all good business decisions happen at Pizza King. Uh, Pizza Kings are all through Indianapolis or Indiana area. But anyhow, we sat down and and, uh, we began to figure out I like what you do, and he likes what I do, and how can we serve together? And in 2019, May 1st, we joined our, our, our forces and continued to uh, just grow Heritage uh, Custom Painting. So that's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm just thinking, imagine that. The owner is mm-hmm. the bottleneck <laughs> in the company. And in reality, in every company, the owner is the bottleneck. You're not it's, lying. That's a hard pill to swallow. It was. And one of our core values is humility. And I had to just come to the realization that my dreams were super big, 
but I knew that I couldn't do that by myself. And I, there's a scripture reference that references that two are better than one. And I'd already experienced that in my relationship with my wife. She serves us as our CFO in our company, but as my wife, she's also serving me by saying, chase your dreams, go after it. She understands that I'm the gas, she's the brakes in our relationship. And so she's saying, whoa, slow down. You're scaring me as your entrepreneurial person. But I'm like, let's go and uh, take risk in that. But she also uh, gives me freedom to just, she knows that I'm trusting the Lord for wisdom daily, listening to his spirit to say, do that, stop, don't do that, do this, whatever. And so it's just daily listening to the Lord. What do you want us to do? How do you want us to be responsible for the resources that you've given us, that you've given us? And so it's, I think about that. Okay, I still have my health today. How should I be responsible with that? And I can tell you, you, you grow and you learn, right? You get better. 100%. Wow. So g- give, give us an idea. You don't have to go into any detail about yeah. maybe the size and makeup of your company and yep. the type of staff structure you have. Yeah. Obviously, you and Jason and your wife. Yeah. Yep. I'm, currently, I'm the CEO, in essence, and I'm still running the day-to-day operations I'd love to work out of that role, <laughs> but I, I do love it. I genuinely love it. And Jason Finney has a full-time role as a firefighter. And so he's in and out with a schedule, which when he's at the firehouse, he's very active still at times. He has space to be able to be engaged in building processes and systems and stuff like that. He's been very active during that time. And then when he's with us, and then we have Jennifer, who my wife, who does the CFO stuff and payroll and all that jazz. Jason's wife, Kim, does our social media she does a phenomenal job with that. When I when we merged, she took that over and she's made it consistent, right? Consistency is the is really a huge win. And because and I love I'm so thankful for that. And she does a really good job with that. In admin, in our admin space, we have a content manager. Uh, Caleb Clark does a incredible job. He does SEO and just does a great job with that. We have him and our office admin. We have three people, Christy York and Emily King, support on the call intakes and do a great job with that. And then Emily's also our full-time color consultant. I love color. You love color, as we can all see. And as we know, it was Jason Phillips. Jason Phillips loves color. But, and I listened to your you and your wife talk the other day about how she's so colorful, and I think that's awesome. But uh, I love to talk color. If somebody wants us just to come in pink, gray, that's fine. But I want to add color, right? And, and I the struggle, and I think Nick Slavic talks about this, the, the hardest thing for a client to do is pick color, and we've identified that years ago. And so for a long time, I've been saying, hey, we're going to do complimentary color consulting. And so we do that. Now we have a full-time in-house person who does, they meet with every client if they need help, and in the field, in the room, whatever, in the outside. And then we also offer a uh, virtual rendering. So Kim Finney helps do exterior virtual rendering of the house, which is a phenomenal service and just helps people see that. So that's a little bit about our admin staff. I think I got everybody there. And then we have a project consultant who's the salesperson. We like to use the word consultant because it's generally what we're doing. We're helping people figure out the problem. And then we have project man. So they do the sales process and they hand that off to Emily who does the color process and then hand that to a project manager who manages our teams. And currently we have a, a mix between W2 painters and uh, subcontractors. So we, what people would know as a hybrid company. And so we have about uh, 19 to 20 crews in all. So, nice. Yeah. That's quite an operation you guys have yeah. there. Yeah. God's blessed us. 
100%. Yep. Wow. Your clients are homeowners? So we do probably 85% of our um, clients are residential repainting homeowners. And then we have about 15% um, commercial repainting. We do have a, a small percentage of the builders that we're still working with. We're in a certain size of pro- commercial projects, so we don't want to engage all of our resources on just any commercial um, new construction project just because we just have found that that's a market that is that they're looking many times for the lowest bid, and we're just not going to be the lowest bid, unfortunately. Fortunately, unfortunately for whoever you're right. talking about. So let's, let's dive into this for yeah. a moment. Jason, I get, I get a lot of contractors that ask me, about partnership. You've done it without, mm-hmm. you've done it with. Yep. Could you maybe share, how do you guys break down who does what and maybe what was life? You, you said a little about it, but what was life like before versus what life is life and business right. then and now? As a person of faith, I love the passage that talks about two are better than one because that is a hundred percent true. And I have it on a verse card over top of my door as I walk into my office. And my son gave me this verse card thing and I put it up there and I'm like, two are better than one. And I've experienced that with my wife and us going at it when I was the lone ranger. And I hated that term. I don't want to be a lone ranger, me personally. There's times when you have to step up and make a decision and do that. And I can make a decision, that's fine. But I want, I love being yoked with people of like-mindedness, and for me, like faith, and pulling that yoke together and getting after it because you just make so much more uh, you can till so much more ground and do so much better. So Jason Finney and I are yoked, genuinely yoked. And, and it, people jokingly, not jokingly say that it's a, it's a marriage. And it really is our partnership. But the beautiful thing about Jason Finney and myself is we became friends in 2016, roughly. And then and we would compete against each other. We'd sit down, have lunch. We'd pray together. And so our hearts connected and our friendship connected before we ever became business partners. And I think God graced us with that foresight to be able to say, this is, this will work. And so when it came to the table, it was a fast decision. It was not even, and part of it was this, so we'll dive into this. Jason Finney is an integrator. And I didn't know what that meant until another really good friend of mine who happens to live in Indianapolis. And he's a business partner and he owns a painting company. His name's Todd Gates, owns Vision Painting. And uh, him and his partner. So Todd says to me, Jason, you got to read, help me with the book again. Rocket Fuel. Rocket Fuel. I was, yeah. yeah. So you got to read Rocket Fuel right away. Read it. Both Jason Finney and I read it. And we discovered that Jason Finney is an integrator. I'm a visionary. Also talked about in Traction, the book Tractions, which I just read again. But Jason had to be a visionary at a certain level, but he's a natural integrator. And I had to, and, and so there are things, the processes and stuff that I am working on that I love. But so we work together that way. But I wouldn't say that we have it completely ironed out. I would say Jason's, like I said, at the firehouse, Grissom Air Force Base, and he serves there as a fire, full-time firefighter. And so when he gets on, retires from there in about two and a half years, he'll be on with us full-time. And so then it'll be more of a thing where I think we'll have to really identify. In the next two years, we'll probably have to hammer out like who's doing what, and who's focusing because honestly we're both jealous for space <laughs> and we're both good leaders and i want to have my hand in marketing as he does as well 
And so we go to, sometimes we just go to the meetings together and it's a blast. And I want to have my hand in sometimes hiring somebody. And I can tell you, some people would be like, you got to let that go. Now I want to talk about that. I love this because, and I just brought up a topic. You got to let go to grow. That's right. And I learned that. And I began to watch myself in about 2012 say, I got to get off the job site in order to grow. And I realized that. And I remember getting off the job site, starting doing sales. I'm doing management. And I remember sitting in the living room one day thinking to myself, what the heck am I doing? Like, I, I am twiddling my thumbs. I'm watching TV at 10 a.m. I got an estimate at 11. I got to be on the job site at noon. But why, why am I? I'm watching TV. Like, I didn't have anything else to do. I was bored. And I, and, but I had let go of being on the job site. And you talk about contractor freedom. There was a little bit of freedom that began to happen in that. And a sense of that. And the, it's, I reference letting go like pulling teeth. It's really hard. And so you got to let go to grow. And I let go of being on the job site, happened to be the guy who was the best painter. And then, and then I had to let go of project management. And that was hard. You know, and, when, when I, chatting with you guys a couple times together, you and Jason, yeah. it was pretty obvious that you guys have completely different personalities. Yeah. And I, could, I can see how you guys can be uh, or are a dynamic duo bringing different things to the table and who you are. Yeah. But at the same time, I know that different personalities often can rub each other wrong. Right. I'm not trying to necessarily dig into that. Yeah. But how do you deal with things like maybe his pace might be different than yours? Yeah. Fortunately, at this point, he's, he still looks at me and says many times, first of all, we have complete trust in each other. Wow. And I've failed and he has failed. And we've both looked at each other and said, I failed at that. Or he's looked at me and said, I failed at that. And we're just like, we're okay. Let's get up and go. And, And the beautiful thing about that is it's almost like when you fall out on the basketball court or on the playground and somebody hands you your hand and you pick them up and you go. Mm. And so there again, two are better than one. Yep. And so you're doing it together and it's, and that's what makes it really fun right now. That's, it's really fun just to be able to do that with somebody else and not feel like I'm the lone ranger. Exactly. And you mentioned trust and trust is, it's the foundation. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I say tr- trust is the currency of business. Mm-hmm. And I've had yep. a team before in my former years where we had low trust on the team. And now having guys, gals, that we have two-way trust, it is, it's empowering. And, yep. and it's, hey, they may have made a mistake, but I know they've proven their heart's in the right place. Yep. And guess what? We're gonna, we're, I'm going to pick them up, or they're going to pick me up, and we're going right. to move forward. Yep. Yep. I love that. Yeah, we haven't necessarily fully defined our roles completely other than we know who each other is. And, I, and, he, and the day-to-day has to fall on me for the most part because he's just not there most of the time for now. But when he gets there, we'll, and we'll work through that in the next couple of years, and I'm excited for that. And I'm a little bit ahead of him age-wise, but you don't see yourself retiring. Um, as, an, as a true entrepreneur, though, I see myself diversifying and maybe choosing to work myself out of a job, if that makes sense. Sometimes I do things because I want to, not because I have to, but because I want to. Yesterday, I spent time with our techs at a sprayer training and I wanted to be there. I want to be rubbing shoulders with those guys. The next time I, and then Jason Finney might be doing something that looks more appealing because you're working with your salespeople and training that. That's great. He's good at that. And I trust him to lead that. But there's, 
not any one person in the company has a better role because of something that they do necessarily. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Our technicians are required, are lean on our project managers, lean on our project consultants, salespeople, right? Our salespeople have to have a good call come in. And so this, the CSR or the office admin need this, that support. So everybody's leaning on, it's a team. So as a company, obviously you've, it sounds like you've got an incredible team. Let's talk about systems for a moment. What's a system at your company that you're like, man, this particular process is dialed in, it's repeatable, it's accountable, all of those things. Oh, wow. Man, you're, I would say we're, most of our systems, you didn't prep me on that question. So I would say that our systems are 65%, just to be quite honest. I don't think there's anybody that's 100%. And nor should we. Systems are constantly evolving in that. I'm going to plug this book real quick. Not because I got asked to, but this book has come up for air. I I just started and it's it's rocking my world and it's so good. And I could step away. Guys talk about, can you step away from your company for two weeks and the systems run your company? Yeah, I could do that, but I don't want to yet. I'm here. But the goal in building systems is for it to be enjoyable for everybody. We talk about contractor freedom. Systems will help you with contractor freedom. But it can also help relieve your staff and save your staff hours and days within a week. They can be more productive. They can in not only just enjoy their life, but they can. And so I say we're 65%. I think our pre-positioning process is really good. And so the processes of sending and getting and a, a project consultant to the job site and getting information to them is really good. Between booking the appointment mm-hmm. and the actual appointment time. Yeah. Yep. And I would say, again... You can build systems. A lot of that is in your software as what you're using. And that was one of the big things that Chase Infinity and I, when we merged, I wasn't using good software. And I knew that was a big deal. And I think that's really critical that you have a good software that can help the process all the way through and keep people accountable. So it's inside the software, not only keep them accountable, but also keep them like excited. Like I love what you've got going on here. Keep them excited because it's, it's visual. I'm a visual person, right? And they can see it. Everybody can see it. And everybody's excited to win. And that's a big deal. Nice. What about if you had to identify a particular process that you're like, man, I need to, I really need, this one needs help. Yeah. There's so many. (laughs) I know it's hard to choose. I think that we, one of the things that, and I'm still dialing this in as I just finished traction again, I'd listened to it the first time that I read it. So it talks a lot about systems. And then this book here is killing me. But I think that I don't have that answer. Okay. I don't have that answer. Fair, fair enough. So there's, there's so many things in our businesses that we can work on. And as owners, we need to laser focus, right? Yep. And choosing is not easy. Yeah. What's going to give us the best ROI? Yeah. The thing is that I'm, why I'm struggling with this is because I'm looking at simple things like a process that says, when a technician says to me, how do I fill out my paper time card? Okay. That's a simple process, right? But that, I don't want them to come to me and ask me the questions. Okay, back up. I mentioned Caleb Clark. He's our SEO, or he writes our content, right? Who's he writing that content to? He's writing that content to the external client, right? So that's to this person who's going to hire us to do that. They're on Google. They're typing in what kind of paint is the best paint to use. We have answered that question, right? 
So we have an external client, but we have an internal client. That's our staff. As Tommy Mello mentions, that's our staff. And so we, they ask questions all day long. How do I fix my iPhone? Who do I go to for that? How do I fill out my paper time card? How do I get a PTO request? Those are all questions that they're asking. And I don't want to a- answer that. I want to have 50 branches. So you need your playbook, basically. You got to have your playbook. Yeah. And Al Levy and Tommy, those guys are in guys that are ahead of us. And so we're really, in, in, I said 65%, we're in the infant stages of building and all of that. Jason Finney has, for the last three and a half, four years, killed it with that. He's worked really hard, but he would even say we're at the beginning stages in some ways of all of that. But it's just when I begin to understand and the faster I can grow by learning more then you raise the level. Not that I'm the one that everything hinges on. That's not true. But it's as I grow, it's almost like the company grows. And that's what's so nice is Jason has so much knowledge and he's just has, he's a great leader. Where's your best leads come from? So I think the best lead is a business developed lead. I tell our people all the time, I think it's the highest closure rate, but our, I'm going to, so I think that's true. Describe a business developed lead for us. Yes. Driving down the road. I'm heading to an event. I think about my friend, Matt King. He's a realtor. And I think about his son who plays at Purdue. He's a basketball kid. I call Matt. Hey, Matt, I'm just driving around, push call. Matt, just thinking about you. How you doing? Doing well. And so we have a conversation. I didn't ask him about anything. We're just friends. And so you can go deep. If you go deep with about 20 uh, realtors, 20 vendors, and you just become their friend, then you're top of mind. And that's that kind of simple activity just helps people realize, yeah, I'm going to call Jason when I need painting done. And so I think that's the best way to do business development is just on the go. There's obviously, you got to have planned events. I love events. I love gifts. We were talking about the, the giftology book. John Rulin wrote, I love giving gifts that kind of stuff but i would say our best funnel is our newsletter nice is that a monthly newsletter it's a monthly newsletter it's a big investment in the mailbox email or physical in in the mailbox and now i think it's going to get challenged by a couple other things we have google ppc and we lsa and all of those things we have five google locations but let's see um yeah our newsletter really feeds our word of mouth and it feeds our returning clients I would say those that newsletter is probably our best. I last month I wrote, and most of our newsletter is written by third party, and we put it, formulate it, put it together, and it's folded so that it's just an eight and a half by eleven folded, trifolded, and so you can see our brand on the outside. It's not in an envelope, right? So you see our brand on the outside, and so even if they throw, they deal with their mail just like my wife deals with our mail, trash. They at least for one split second that's right. saw Heritage Custom Painting. Yes. And that's fine, right? And branding is such a critical piece. But that newsletter plays its part and they can open it. I wrote the newsletter and last month I wrote in there, I was just going through and just talking about each one of my kids. Long story. Six kids long, right? <laughs> this is because I got six kids. So I'm telling every detail. And then I added Melody, who's not a, it's a fictional daughter of mine. <laughs> And I just wrote about her. I said, if you are reading about Melody, I just want you to know she's not my daughter. But if you've read this far, I'm going to buy you ice cream. 
Oh my gosh, I love it. I got 15 text messages from people. I want ice cream, right? And wow. So, yeah. And I, I, was, I might have to steal that idea. That yeah, was really good. Yeah. I, I remember a high school friend of mine telling me that and writing that in a something he wrote in high school. So I'm like, I'm just going to use that now. But so anyhow, yeah, clients, I had a client who wrote me who was a pretty challenging client and I want ice cream. I'm coming to tip to get ice cream. It sounds good. So I love that. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you one more question. Then we're going to switch subjects. Uh, what's a challenge, a hurdle, something you really want to solve this year mm. to, to empower you to go to the next level, whatever that is, but what are you currently working on? Yeah, I think there's a sense right at this very moment, what is it today? May 27? 27. There's a sense of feel like the economy's treading water a little bit. And so we're watching that even with about 5,000 clients. Um, we're working really hard on all of our marketing and stuff like that, just trying to dial that in. And I love what you said. You said three things with your marketing. What you said you, I can't remember the first we're gonna, two. We're, we're testing. testing. We're always testing something. Yep. And the things that were are performing well, yep. we're finding ways to invest more in those. Yep. And then and, rest. And then the ones that aren't performing well, we're, we're, we're pulling, it, pulling it back a little yeah. bit. Hey, contractors, are you ready to go deeper or rather higher? Are you ready to up your leadership game, up your people skills, up your uh, systems so that you can get more time, money, and freedom from your business? That way you can live your life with purpose beyond just running your business, escape contractor prison, and enter contractor freedom. I want to invite you to register spaces limited for the upcoming Contractor Freedom Summit right here held uh, in Dallas, Texas, October 26th, 27th, and 28th. Just go to contractorfreedom.live. That's contractorfreedom.live. And the registration link is right there. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Again, right there at contractorfreedom.live is all the links to our social media profiles. So I look forward to seeing you online and at the summit right here in Dallas. It will be transformational. I promise. Yeah. So testing and investing. So we're doing some real testing and investing in some some Facebook stuff. We we haven't done Facebook really well. We have a good daily presence, but from a what do I want to say a marketing advertising standpoint, we haven't done that. So we're working with a company now and doing that well. So I'm excited to see how they do. Just started that. That and so we're investing in that. But there are some marketing that we're resting that I I'm just waiting to get off offline and just let that rest. This year, I feel like we might be, but that's one thing. Processes, a second thing. And then I want to continue to invest in our technicians and in our people. Uh, last year, we kicked off a 401k, which I'm super thankful for, for all of our, our uh, W-2 people, whether they're managers. But then we have our subcontractors that are over here. And I want to continue to invest in them. We just recently did a big contractor, subcontractor event and hosted them in and just investing in people, valuing them. I would love to have a training facility for all of the above sales and just be the 401k. And you talk about professionalizing the industry. You talk about investing back into people in the industry across the country. And you're doing that. We're trying to do that, not just locally. We're all raising the bar, trying to raise the bar and pushing each other. And so that 401k says when you compete against heritage and you're going in with the, whatever price you're going in at, then um, we're going to 
are you giving your guys 401k? Are you under, having that in the market? Do people understand that? So we talk about it. We want to let all of our clients know that internal and external. So I would th- say threefold there. Okay. Nice. Marketing processes and then just continue to invest in people. Regarding the people, one of the things I really appreciate you is I can tell that you value people, yeah. not just from talking to you, but yeah. I see your social media posts. Yeah. And I bet that you get your value of people, the same place I get mine, yeah. is from your faith. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a moment. I run into a lot of business owners who struggle to in, uh, integrate their faith mm-hmm. into their business. And so many times, maybe things that you, you may think that things we're told that it takes to succeed in business are in conflict mm-hmm. with our faith. Yeah. And how do you deal with things like that? Or what do you do to integrate your faith in your business? In, so I'm first a, a believer in Christ. Age of seven, put my faith and trust in him. God has given me, again, I said this earlier, God's given us responsibilities and privileges. And so I'm just trying to be a steward of what he's given us. This business, Heritage Custom Painting, it's not my business. It's not Jason Finney's business. It's God's business. Wow. And if he shuts it down, if he run, I literally was praying yesterday, God, if you run this business in the ground, which we're not close to, from a man's standpoint, we're not close to doing that. But if you want to run this business in the ground, you can do that. He did that with Job. That's right. He did it with Job. He ran Job's business in the ground, took everything. And Job said, I'm still going to worship you. And it's just a no holds barred. Like, I don't, if it goes. And it's, so it's first God's. And I, I got this book. I'll show it to you. Seek first. I just finished this and a great book. Jeremy Treat wrote it, a pastor in LA. And, and I'm so thankful for the simple nudges of the spirit that says, you're overweight. You're overweight on your intention, Jason. You need to seek me first. Seek me now. Seek me now. And so there's some priorities that you have to put in place, right? Just daily being focused and, and refocusing, seeking him versus seeking the things of the world or whatever that is. We are not where we're at except for the grace of God. That's the only reason where we're at. And, and then I will give, I want to 100% give credit to, we are where we're at because of my wife. <laughs> we're where we're at because of Jason Finney. We're where we're at because of our, our sales team and our techs and our managers. And the, it's the team. And so it's the grace of God. And then it's, and then it's the people around us. Just continue to invest in them and care about them. That's, and I think Jesus was the best businessman ever. <laughs> He had the structure, right? He knew right. the balance, and he had 12, and he invested in them, and he's going to let them. He's, he, they had their KPIs. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And uh, we're going to do this. We're going to seek first the kingdom of God, make disciples. And so, anyhow, so, yeah, I just live it. It's, and if I meet with the Lord regularly in my quiet time, he gives me, he rejuvenates me supernaturally to be able to have energy to do what I need to do. I don't want it to be, like, in your face, but... Thursday, I had lunch with a friend of mine who owns a company in Indianapolis, and we sit down to have lunch, and I'm just, hey, can I pray with us? Can I pray for lunch? So we just pray, and if he were to say no, I'm like, okay, or whatever. So I just let let it be real. So it is just what it is. Absolutely. Let's talk about eth- ethical dilemmas for a moment. Mm. Sometimes it, it can be very tempting mm. to cut corners somewhere to save on the dollars. Yeah. It, it is, can, does anything come to mind where you've had to make a decision there that maybe hurt the pocketbook? Sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'll tell you one I'm going to make right now. Yeah, I've already made the decision, but 
we had a cabinet project that, oddly enough, if you're having issues with certain products and the sides of cabinets that have a laminated side, right? Yep. I don't know if anybody else is having this problem. I'd love to talk to you if you're having it, but we've sat down with Sherwin and them and we've dialed in what we're going to do. But the, the delamination of that, the wood and everything's golden, beautiful, but and it's holding the product well, but the delamination of it. Okay, clients, very gracious, they call us. And this has happened a couple of times with, with this product. And so we're trying to still figure it out why, but we're just going to go in and fix it. It's just, I'm not going to make money on it. We're going to lose money. We're going to fix it and just keep doing it. And so one of our core values we were talking about earlier over here is integrity in business, doing the right thing. And that just comes down to, I just know that it, the minute I don't do the right thing that helps other people, then it will flip on its head and it will be, it'll be bad for us. And so I have this little document that I make that has who's number one in your company. Who's number one? We got three people, three players. You got the client, you got your, your external client, your internal client, and then you got the company. So there's three players. Who's number one? Is the company number one? Is the, a lot of people say it's the client's number one. And then a lot of people say the, the internal client. Should be, I think it's all three of them. I think if the company, me, representing the company, leads and says, I'm going to treat my internal client like they're number one, my, my employees, if we do that, and that's an integrity thing. That's making the right decisions. If I treat them like they're number one, then they will treat our external client like they're number one. And the external client will treat us, the company, like they're number one by paying us and giving us a Google review and referring us and all of that. So if we do that vicious circle, which is a wonderful, beautiful wheel that just generates and over, then you're doing the right thing. You're treating people well. I wish more people understood that. Exactly what you're saying. You, yeah. I don't... If you put your, if you constantly step on your people yeah. to quote, give the customer what they want, yeah. then your people are going to be disillusioned yeah. and they're not going to be able to give their best. I, I love that those three parties, uh, that, that's the same philosophy we have here at my company mm. and happy employees yeah. are, are going to make happy clients. And again, you're not necessarily trying to create happiness. You want productive right. people. And, but I believe that people are happier when they are productive and using their skills and working for a company that upholds integrity. Now you said it a minute ago, and I don't know if you can remember the quote, what do you do if some, like there does need to be a level of accountability for everybody. Sure. And a level of honesty and say, Hey, I made a mistake or Hey, like I'm going to have to go to that client and say, it wasn't a product failure. It wasn't on the, on, we're talking about this client where it has the cabinets, right? It wasn't a product failure because we sent the product to the lab, the wet product and the dry product to the lab. They bring us back the results. It's not a product failure. It's not a prep failure. So it's not the painter's fault. Is it the cat, the, the client's fault because they bought laminated cabinets? Of course not. Right. right. Good night. Figure it out. It's now still a problem. And, and the client's going to feel like well, it's my fault. You're not going to fix it. No, we're going to fix it. We're going to take care of you. And so the company then takes the ding and, and owns that. And so sometimes people have to still step up and sometimes the employee has to step up and take that ding. But now when you take care of it for the client, they're likely a client for life. Yeah. Cause they're like, Hey, these people stand behind their word. I know this was a difficult situation for yep. them and they still made it right for me. They're my company. The beautiful thing about this specific client. And I don't honestly, I'd like to look in their report and see where they came from. But this specific client hired us first to do the cabinets. 
seven months later hired us to do the exterior. The cabinets were already had already become an issue. But they said to us, We trust you. That I'll bend over backwards for that. One hundred percent. So I love it. Yeah. Okay. So how do you deal with people that you've got to let them go? <laughs> you didn't prep me for that one either. <laughs> <laughs> for for instance, you've got to let them go. Yeah. You value people and you want to represent God well. Yeah. But you know that working relationship can't continue. Yeah. So professionally, I think it's really important that you have you, you have a process of writing people up if you need to. You have a process of keeping people accountable. That's a, that's a core value of ours, accountability. So it starts back here with, okay, them understanding their job. Are they accountable? Are they reporting that accountability? And then when they don't do their job, you have to write them up. And then you have to have those hard conversations, right? And one of our core values is grow, right? And I've said to people at the very beginning, like even in an interview, if you can't grow here, then you need to leave and go somewhere where they can help you grow. And I had a gentleman with sit down with us and at one point, and he wasn't continued to grow. And he says to me, I think I'm going to leave the company. I said, I think you need to because I can't help you grow anymore. And so that person left. And there's a time and place where that happens. We can't be all for all. And so you have to, that's a hard realization sometimes. And we've had that happen, but yeah. We, I love how you just put it as grow. I love that. The way we say it is very, is very similar. We, and this is in the interview process. Mm. We expect every person at the company, from me to, ev- to the outer reaches, yep. everyone to be a student and a teacher, a follower and a leader. Mm. Because there's always going to be someone new that needs to learn the ropes Yep. And we all need to be growing as well. Yep. So I, I love that you set that. Now, having, having said that, if you try to inject that on a team mm-hmm. for the first time that you didn't hire with that, changing those expectations right. can be quite difficult. Yeah. Have you ever had to deal with that? Oh, change is easy. Change is, is the only thing that stays the same, right? That's right. It's only constant. Constant change. <laughs> and it's easy for the people who are making the change. It's hard for the people that are being asked to change. If they didn't come up with the idea, and so I think that's important that your people are part of that decision, like those change processes, and that can help them like, hey, oh, it was your idea, and it's great. I've had guys bring stuff to us, and hey, we should do this. That's incredible. That's a great ad, and it was easy, right? And so your people are a wealth, and so I can tell you I don't have – I, I think I have a good grasp on some of our people and a lot of them. And I recently, Emily, our color consultant, she came in with something. I'm like, that's incredible. I did not know you could do that. And so we just got, we just gained. And I think it was a simple thing as her being able to do takeoffs, right? right. So she was our color consultant. Well, during the winter months, we slowed down a little bit. We're in Indiana. And she was doing takeoffs for commercials to projects. And she had a degree basically internal interior design degree. And she was doing takeoffs for commercial projects and like that. We just won huge. And so that was huge. Right. And we were able to fill space and win some projects through her being able to do that. Nice. Helping it be their idea. Yeah. Made me think of something. And I remind myself of this because as the owner, it's easy for us to know what to do and a lot of, and try to just tell everybody what to do. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand that authorship equals ownership. If we mm-hmm. want people to really own something, 
let them be part of the author, author it. I love Maybe that. the whole thing, maybe part of it. Yep. And then they're going to feel they're going to be more committed to it. That's also. good. Sounds like you've got that down. No, don't have it down. I'm always <laughs> learning, but that's, I like that authorship is ownership. Part of the contractor freedom, contractor prison is time, money, and freedom. I want to see more business owners mm-hmm. have the time, money, and freedom that, that it takes to live their life with purpose beyond just running their business day to day. So for you, for Jason, what does freedom look like in that equation? Sure. Freedom to be able to do what I love to do, right? And so that might be that it's freedom to leave at 3 o'clock to go to a golf outing for my son. And I might, for me in my small world, I don't have hobbies. I grew up, okay, I'm going to roundabout answer because I'm a storyteller. So my dad and I work together. We're about ready to write a book. Matter of fact, we're talking about it. So we're, in in essence, writing a book. But we're writing a book about work. And I have so many wonderful memories. I'm an only son, three sisters, of working with my dad. And probably a lot of people have that similar thought. But we didn't throw baseball together. This is pre-travel baseball or travel AAU days. And so we didn't do a lot of that playing together, per se. But if we were going to be together, we'd go mow, we'd go wash the car, we would drive on, drive somewhere or go cut wood. We, one winter, we cut 125 truckloads of wood for my grandma. 125. Wow. <laughs> we were just cutting wood like crazy, and she burned wood. Anyhow, freedom to be able to do that. But I, love, I do like to work, and so I have to guard that. I have to protect that, and my wife helps me gauge that. And then, But freedom to be able to jump away from the demands, and, and it's... I would like to say that I'm a power, a professional delegator. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not. And freedom, a lot of times your staff will come to you and they'll be like, hey, I have this issue. I need you to help me take that. And this issue is, I call the issue a monkey, right? And they just put that monkey on my shoulder. And I'm like looking at that. I'm like, that's not my issue. I don't want that issue. That's your issue. I'll let you have that issue back. You can have your monkey back. So and I, that's from a book. I can't remember if somebody told me. The one-minute manager. The one-minute manager. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to take your monkey. I hired you to play with that monkey and deal with it. So that, there's freedom in that and just being like, and same thing happens with clients. They want us to have their monkey, and we don't want to have that monkey sometimes. And, but anyhow, so being a professional delegator, learning to do that well, helps me with the freedom of time. Money comes, I think the freedom of money comes mostly when I live in a budget. When I'm an entrepreneur and I want to take things and try, try things, and I'm that kid who's, ah, oh, I want that really cool gadget right. doodad. <laughs> I just bought. So all my kids are You're reading. You're speaking my language. All my kids are, are reading uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because I'm like, I'll pay, you, yes! I'll pay you 50 bucks to read this, and that's paying them $50 to read it. It's totally against uh, Robert Kiyosaki's uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad philosophy, yes, but I'm like, yes. just read it. And, and so they're reading it, and, and, then, but, and then I bought his game. Yes. So he calls it the doodads, right? And we've been playing his game and that's been fun. But to get out of, but my wife is really, she's, like I said earlier, she's the breaks. And so when I, in our butt, if I live inside our budget, I can rest. If I know what our numbers are are and I watch the numbers, I can rest. And that's been a journey for me. Some people just get it and I don't get it. I'm a C student, right? Robert Kiyosaki again, referencing it again. C students. A students work for C students and B students work for the government. That's what his, that's one of his titles of his books. I haven't read the book. I just read, read the title. But I'm a C student. 
And you got to grow up in these business activities and these things in order to fully understand them. If you're talking to Jason Finney and my wife, you'd be like, yeah, he still struggles reading a profit and loss statement. So I, we just go slow and we, I get help. I love it, (laughs) man. I love to hear what you guys are doing up there and just the dynamic of what, of how heritage is running. Yeah. And I love following you on social media. And hey, I've got to ask you, you've got this shirt and it says just a painter, but just has got a line through it. What was that about? Years ago when I was on the job site, I'd be going, go to a job site. We're sitting in a $2 million house. We're doing new construction at the time, standing in the house getting ready to kick off the painting of this beautiful $2 million house, whatever. Across the room, no offense to any one person that I'm going to reference here, but is a designer. They've got a degree. There's no painting degree. But our muscles tell us this muscle has the skill of being able to lay that paint down right or cut that line or roll that just right or skim that drywall mud. So all of those degrees are in the memory of our muscles and our activity, right, and the ability to take risk and understand and, and have the right eye to be able to say that color is not quite right or whatever. And so anyhow, I'm standing in the room, designer, owner who makes bank because they have this $2 million house and a builder who probably makes bank as well because they're doing that. So I just felt completely insecure. I'm just a painter. Why are you asking me? But they, they're all struggling with the, what should we do in this room? And I'd be like, why don't you write this? Oh, I was just painting this color, and, and this is awesome. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, yeah, we should do that. And so it's just being a service, being available, and, and putting yourself out there and serving people. Nobody's just a painter. I think we are risk takers. We're, we're obviously painters. We're moms and dads. We're uh, entrepreneurs. We're just on and on, all the things that we are as people. And so I just... Out of my insecurities comes a t-shirt. <laughs> I like it. So basically, it's not just a not painter. Not just a painter. Not just a painter. Yeah. I like that a yeah. lot. So. Okay, what's something that you wish mm-hmm. more painting business owners knew? Apart from my faith in the world of business. <coughs> in the world of business, I think, as I said earlier, if you want to grow, first of all, I want to say to every business owner, be you. You be you. And I love what Nick Slavic says, does, and he speaks into these guys who are, it's okay to be a technician. It's really good. It's a trade that is worthy of, of honor. It's an honorable trade. And if you aspire and to do that, do it well. If you don't and you want to be something else, do something else, then chase after it. And, and I'm going to add for me, with the permission of the Lord, Right. And I was reading about King David today and in 2 Samuel, and God was giving him permission. And the only reason King David rose on his throne, not that I'm any kind of throne, but, be, but King David rose on his throne because God gave him grace to do that. But if you, have, if you aspire to build branches, if you aspire to have three vans, if you aspire to buy that next level sprayer, chase it hard after it and with the grace of God and kill it. And maybe that's something God put in your heart to chase, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I love it. Yeah. That's, good, that's good advice, man. Yeah. Okay, so Jason, if people that want to reach out to you, yep. how could they connect with you? Yeah. What's the best way to get in contact? Yeah, obviously, Facebook is great. LinkedIn is great. You can Jason Hummerkaus. You can 
Call our office, 317-385-1951 is a great number for our office. You can email me at jason at heritage-custompainting.com, the very longest email of all time. So jason at heritage-custompainting.com. And yeah. Okay, great. Man, thank you. Thank you for being my guest today. I'm going to give you this last book. I got to say it. For me? Yep. I got you two books. I can't give you the come up for air because I didn't bring one for you, but I'm giving you Seek First and then I'm giving you Elevate from Tommy Mello. And that's, he talks about building lots of uh, processes there, but trying to help his people figure out how, how to help them win. And that's we're on the same boat on that. Man, I'm honored. You come bringing bring a gift. <laughs> Two gifts. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I can't wait to dig in. Yeah. Contractors, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Reach out to Jason if you just want to connect with him. He's an amazing guy. Follow him on social media. Follow his company on social media. They've got a great presence on there. And keep striving. God bless you. Have a great day. Hey, contractors, I want to invite you to connect. If you want to get connected with the Contractor Freedom community, simply point your browser to contractorfreedom.live. That's contractorfreedom.live. On there, you'll find the link to our our Facebook private group, our page, our newsletter. You'll find a a link to our podcast. You'll also find a, a link to register for the upcoming first annual Contractor Freedom Summit right here in Dallas, Texas. So I just want to invite you to to come on over, join the community. I look forward to getting to know you more. Thanks for listening in today.